I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on? I'm talking right now with Mark from Misery Index. Uh, as he mentioned off off the uh, air, he's sweating in Florida. Uh, you guys are from Baltimore. Are you are you living in Florida? Are you guys playing uh, touring right now? I'm not, I'm not familiar with what, where you're why you're down in Florida. Well, we're on tour right now, and we're playing the Brass Mug in Tampa. Nice, dude. So hot. This it's not. I'm not ready for this summertime yet, but uh, it's here. Well, it's not just hot. It's also humid. Yeah. <laughs> so you take a shower and you want to take another shower immediately after. I, I need to do it right now. I wish I was doing this interview in a shower. <laughs> that might be a bit not safe for work uh, for YouTube. But hey, for your for your content. You know? There you go. Only fans with Mark from Misery Index. Think about our own needs. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, your, your big return. Uh, obviously the album's out now and, and I do have to mention, uh, complete control is out now via century media and, uh, came out last week. And, uh, is this, is this your guys' first big tour back since the, the, um, restrictions lifted? Yes, it is. Yeah. We, uh, we are actually on tour with, uh, Napalm Death and I Hate God in Europe, uh, when the pandemic struck. Uh, we lucked out. We only had one show canceled and then we made it home on March 9th. And then everything was just, it was, you know, SOL after that. Um, I mean, since then we did a uh, uh, full terror assault fest back in August, one show with big destroyer in Baltimore in December. But uh, other than uh, one show in Switzerland in March. Uh, and this is the first tour back. So how, how does it feel being back? Is it, is it pretty, uh, pretty nice to be back on the road playing you know this heinous underground music to to people that are you know stoked to see it yeah i mean it's really it's really cool man uh it's really crowded out here actually yeah uh, 
awful lot of tours going around. Um, like I was in Montreal, uh, yeah, we were at Fafoon's and uh, talked to the promoter there. He showed me a schedule and there's a metal show like every other day. Yeah. Beginning of May and on through the summer. And I was just like, that's not sustainable. <laughs> uh, you know, at least we're getting it in early because uh, I don't know how things are going to fare as the summer mm-hmm. wears on. Uh, we're just, uh, they're just being, you know, only so many metal dollars to go around. You know what I mean? Uh, but I get it. <clears throat> you know, people have been locked up for, for two mm-hmm. years. I think the initial excitement was everyone's going to every show, but now yeah. it's like, I feel like, uh, agents and bands and stuff are just trying to like get while the getting's good, man. Uh, because who knows what's going to happen next. We were shut down for two years. Mm-hmm. Who knows tomorrow it might shut down again for another two. So everyone's just kind of trying to, you know, have their career <laughs> real quick, you know? Yeah. So, you know, at that moment, you know, you guys come back from Europe. Uh, you're kind of forced to come back from Europe. Obviously, you know, people thought, you know, oh, we'll just uh, shelter in place for two weeks and we'll be good. Right. But it, it ended up being a lot longer than that. Did you oh. have to did you have to pivot to like have a normal day job or what? What did, what did you end up doing to, to like kind of earn a living and also keep uh, keep you busy? I mean, I was already working. Uh, oh, OK. Managing bands and such. So I, I you know, I you know, I have a laptop job essentially. Yeah. I was working from the road regardless. And, uh, I came home, I just kept working. And, uh, you know, that was a particular challenge on, <clears throat> okay. There's a pandemic. Uh, we're shut down for a couple of weeks. Now it's a couple of months. Now it's, you know, throughout the summer, it's like, so uh, there was a lot of challenges. And I feel like the industry sort of came together on what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Frank from Metal Injection really pulled through with uh, the Slay at Home series, mm-hmm. made a lot of it, and uh, a lot of other initiatives like that, man, like really helped keep uh, bands and musicians kind of in people's minds. Yep. Uh, you know, if you're not out like playing shows to people, they, you know, they, they just forget about you very quickly, uh, unless you're like a, you know, a long-standing name of, of sorts. Uh, so that, you know, on that managerial side, that was a big challenge to sort of like get over that and um, try to figure out like, you know, how and when to get bands signed and yep. when to put out music and how to do that. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. <laughs> Still. So, uh, so being, you know, the, 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 um, the idea that you're an artist on, on one hand, and then you're also a manager on the other side. When did you, what came first? I'm assuming musician, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got, it's kind of doing it firsthand and, uh, and made contacts and friends by doing it. Yeah. Right on. So, you know, you, now, you know, when people talk to you, when your bands talk to you, you know, they, they know that you're someone who's grinding out there on the road yourself and, and you know what the actual job is. I know what the information on the ground is. Yes. I hear you, man. So, so the new album um, out now, how, how did the pandemic affect the album? Did you guys have to, you know, um, what, did it affect the album at all? Did the pandemic affect the, the writing or the process of recording the album at all? Oh, I mean, I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, just to preface that though, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it's easy. I, I, you're, there's no way you're not affected by what just happened. 
in every in every possible way. Uh, Misery Index traditionally has been like we're we're not a Dungeons Dragons fantasy kind of oriented band. We're a reality based band, or yeah. we respond to the environment in earnest. And so, yeah, um, it is a response to that, and also things that came before, and also the experience that we've had the past couple of years in relation to uh, what has happened throughout history, things like that. So. Um, it's not the first time people have been like, you know, locked down in sort of this like anti-democratic oppressed state. You know, it's a very strange kind of thing in the name of health and things like that. Um, not to say like not all those uh, actions were um, uncalled for or anything like that, but it's sort of the old adage where uh, no travesty goes underutilized. Um, and uh, many try to take advantage and control the herd and try to get on, you know, if you want to get on the right side of a market, so to speak, you control the movement of people. Mm -hmm. You can predict when that next movement of the herd is going to be. You get on that side of it, and then you win. So uh, I think we saw a lot of that going on <laughs> on many facets, and uh, definitely the album uh, responds to that. Yeah, acts to that for sure. Uh, as far as the the recording process, yes. You know, we were scared to travel anywhere or get yeah. in a room more than one person. Uh, so, yeah, it was like it was all done separately, individually, tossing files back and forth. You know, um, <clears throat> I don't think we, at least I don't think so. I don't know if we, pretty sure we never jammed a song in a room before wow. <laughs> record it, you know, because uh, we couldn't. Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting process, but. Hey, you know, Meshuggah have been doing it for years and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, you make it happen. Absolutely. So, you know, being someone that's super tapped into the, the music industry, um, you know, being on like the manager and the musician, um, you know, when you put an album out, do you pay attention to reviews or do you kind of try to shut that off or, you know, how much attention do you, do you pay to like people's like, you know, a reaction to the album. Cause I've seen nothing but positive, but um, you know, well, I mean, I, first off, it's a killer record. So I'll just say that myself, but how, how much attention do you pay? Well, I'd like to be cool and say, I don't pay attention to that stuff. People get, they think, and the lyrics are where they are and make of them what you will. But sure. uh, that's the case. I read everything. <laughs> I read every review. I read every comment. I take it to heart. I get mad. <laughs> Yeah. I get happy. I curse. I curse that guy that you know wrote that one like six out of ten thing. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, it's like, but yeah. So I wish I could say that I was I was uh, too cool for school, but uh, I'm not. I <laughs> <laughs> hard on my. I read every damn one of those things and uh, take it all into consideration. So I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty and your candor. I do appreciate that. So during the pandemic, obviously, um, you know, you're busy and you were you were kind of touching on like staying, you know, keeping your bands, you know, active and everything. But for you personally, you know, aside from the band, um, how did you stay sane? Like, how did you like, you know, not go crazy, you know, not being out on the road and, and having a quote unquote normalcy? Well, I mean, uh, you just busy yourself, man. It's like, okay, we can't do that. So what can we do? You know, uh, you just kind of, I mean, all that you just kind of, you don't, you don't just like lament on things you can't control. You sure. gravitate things you can and try to make the best of those things. Um, 
And like, we're survivors, man. I mean, we're road dogs. I mean, it's like, we're used to that mentality, you know, um, surviving and making things happen and, and however it needs to happen and finding solutions, things like that, rather than just, Oh, it's, it's too hard. We yeah. quit, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. So when all that went down, it was like, okay, well, we were started writing the next record. This is, uh, we just, uh, you know, we signed a new deal just now. So let's, yeah. uh, let's finish it. <laughs> we got some time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when this is over. If like, if there was any like forced downtime to finish the record, it'd be now. So let's finish it. Yeah. There you go. So, so you know, being, uh, you know, I, as positive as we can all be, uh, you know, we all had crappy days within the last couple of years. We all have crappy days once in a while. When you're having a down-ish day, what's an album that you can go to to, to bring you back to a good spot, whether it's a, an aggressive album, a poppy album, uh, you know, any, any kind of music that'll bring you back to a, to a state where you can get out of that ish mood? Uh, I mean, in terms of, like, there's several. Uh, but in terms of, like, metal sure. records, I always go back to, and this is terrible, but I always go back to uh, the album Jesus Satan by Infest Dead, which is okay. a drum machine, death metal, deicide worship, Dan Swano project that, um, you know, no one knows about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's Dan Swano from Edge of Sanity. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just the, God, it's like, so many just give it to your riff head bangable just just amazing drops and just just awesome dish and it's like you know the production's not so great it's drum machine it's sure. like early 2000s or 90 i can't remember when exactly it came out i think it's early 2000s, but uh, yeah yeah i every time i put that on and it's got to be at least once a week i actually do just wow. put it on yeah <laughs> That's cool, man. Right on. I, I'm going to have to check that record out. Listen, just Infested, listen to the song Evil Squared. <laughs> Evil Squared, Infested. Okay. I'll look it up, man. Comes oh, So stupid. And, uh, you know, the riff's like... And bring in the double bass. Nice. And then the... Come on. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So, you know, aside from that, um, you know, the guy from misery index, this heavy, brutal, you know, metal band, is there anything that people would be surprised that you, you dig? Are you like a secret lover of electronic music or pop or like, do you listen to a lot of classical? Is there something that people might be surprised about? I don't know. I like, I like some like uh folkish kind of music. Like I'm a big fan of the fleet foxes. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, Bon Iver's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like that kind of like quiety stuff, you know, sure. pretty neat. As long as there's good songwriting involved. I like anything that has good songwriting, good hooks, yeah. support, stuff like that. Um, I'm kind of, there's one I really like out of Baltimore and uh, blanking on the two-piece band. Um, my favorite album by them is called Citizen Y-Oak. Y-Oak. Okay. Yeah. That's, they're, they're one of my favorites for sure. Awesome. So obviously Maryland is is famous for many things, the wire uh, and and Maryland Death Fest in our world. Um, I hear that uh, they are going to be taking a little break from Maryland Death Fest after this year. I'm sure you. 
I'm sure you've been to many Maryland Death Fests. Ryan, Ryan, uh, I, I've known Evan Ryan for a very long time. Ryan and I were roommates. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we've known them for a while. We played the fest like six times. So uh, it's to the point where I had a, I had like an MDF staff pass and I just like had it kind of came back and we weren't playing and we were there like volunteering and my wife actually ran like the merchandise booth for a couple of years. Awesome. We, when we lived in uh, Mount Vernon, you know, like the fest walking down the street. Nice. Yeah, it was a good time, man. Still love all those cats. It sucks that like they're so disillusioned by everything. Yeah. Uh, but people can only take so much, man. I mean, two years of like having your income shut off yep. and no redemption <laughs> and uh, no help. Uh, and probably and then, booking like, and then rebooking and then rebooking or, you know, having all these delays and stuff. So. And and then to have uh, uh, the U.S. government just like have like faux pas after faux pas on uh, on U.S. visas and mm-hmm. it's just you know, it's unfortunately it's what you expect out of the government total bureaucratic nightmare and it's like really shouldn't be that way you know you should be able to rely on them but um, <clears throat> here we are and they're just like they're they're over it <laughs> and it's okay you know and yeah. things don't happen but I hope I hope they just take a break. And, Maybe get back at it when they've like, you know, things are maybe a bit more normal. Sure. So the reason I brought that up is, is, is it possible for you to, to pinpoint like an epic set that you've seen, like one of your favorite sets, all, all of all your years of Maryland death fest, favorite set of Maryland death fest. Ooh. And that is, how can you pick one? Uh, I only say this because I've never gone. So I feel like it, you know, like if I, if I have ever gone before, I'd probably be a harder thing for me to even ask. I, uh, I don't know if I could give you one favorite. Uh, there's definitely, there's been like been several. Uh, you can name a few. I don't, I don't, I'm not hammering down a, a hard law here. Uh, let me think about it. <laughs> Next question. Let me think. Okay. About that. Okay. No problem. No problem. Okay. So, uh, a question, you know, people will always ask is like, you know, what was the first band you fell in love with and stuff? But switch it up a little bit and ask, you know, uh, what was the first band T-shirt you ever got? Like as a kid, very first band T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. <laughs> no idea. OK. I mean, I want to say it was like a nine inch nail shirt. OK. Something like that. Because I was really OK. So when I like first started getting into heavier music, it was it was a very short list. And I'm from the Midwest, so it's not yeah. like we're on the East Coast and we're, you know, like you're 12 and suffocation's playing down the street. <laughs> Some dish. It's like there's nobody playing down the street. And the only thing you hear about is like on, on like TV or from somebody's older brother. Or the radio station or something like that. Yeah. Eventually you find some little nook and cranny record shop somewhere like 35 miles from your house. Mm-hmm. That I have to dig into. But yeah, man, it's starting. Started off with like you know, Pantera, Metallica, Slayer, White Puppy, uh, Faith No More, Nine Inch Nails. Very short list, yeah. It. And then kind of moved on from there, like Crowbar, and uh, you know, getting into like other kind of stuff that you know, heavier and heavier, and you start like craving heavier things. Finally, you find Cannibal Corpse, and then someone shows you at the gates, mm-hmm. you know, deeper into uh, into it. But um, yeah, so way back when, if I you know had a band shirt or something, it would have been something like white zombie. Shirt. <laughs> yeah, 
nail shirt or a Slayer shirt or a Metallica shirt, but I'm pretty sure it was a Nine Inch Nails first. Awesome. It's like expensive. <laughs> so you know, uh, you're immune to it now, but you see like a Kill 'Em All shirt with a with a hand with a hammer and blood everywhere. You're just kind of like whatever now. But back then, that was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to wear? <laughs> no, my kid can't wear that. You know? That's an evil ish man. So I hate to bring it up, but last week we 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 lost Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder. Uh, last last night I saw Pig Destroyer. Uh, they set out their set to to Trevor. Um, you know, iconic vocalist. You know, I only got to interview him once, but he was super nice. Uh, do you have any memories of like playing a show with him or getting to meet Trevor or, or anything like that? Anything you'd like to share? Yeah, man. Uh, we know all those guys. Yeah. Uh, we've toured with them. We've played shows with them. Played fest with them, and. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, when 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 their post says the shepherd of good times, that was definitely Trevor. Yeah. Uh, just, I you know, I feel like there's a lot of weight that comes with that. <laughs> you know, I don't know what was going on with all that. I don't want to make assumptions, but mm-hmm. he was a really fucking cool guy, and uh, um, he's a good friend. And um, we've definitely lost like a, a metal icon, and mm-hmm. um. I was I was really surprised by it. By it. I, was, I had just I was actually he and I were like going back and forth. Um, we we're talking about maybe doing like some kind of D beat thrust band or something. Yeah, <laughs> we had been like discussing drummers that we liked, and mm-hmm. you know, I think that was you know maybe a couple months, a couple months ago. So, I don't know. Very shocking, man. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunate. Well, I appreciate you you sharing that with me, and and you know, um, I just you know wanted to wanted to keep him out there, keep his name out there, and keep his memory alive. So, I definitely wanted to mention that. Um, you know, I'm not going to take up all your time today. Uh, you, uh, I do need to mention again, the new album is available, Complete Control, out on Century Media. My last question for you, dude, uh, before I let you go, is a question we ask everyone. So, if you can show us, if not, just tell us. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. Oh, easy. Yeah, follow me down here. See this guy right here? Oh, Jesus. Like- yes, I do. And then there's like a hole in my leg there. Oh. I had a little uh, a little Honda, like like CH50, mm-hmm. you know, little motor scooter. Yeah. It was totally fun. And... uh I was riding, uh, going this way and another car was going that way. And there was a, like a red lobster or something on my right. And whoever the guy that was in that car, man, he just really had a hankering for cheddar biscuits and just like made a last minute, just ruined and no signal or nothing. Just ran straight into me going about like 40 miles an hour. I was going 35 the other way and, uh, just sent me, you know, that's, that's where the car crushed my leg and, and sent me like careening, know road rash down the down the highway i hit i landed in a gutter like a you know like a sewer grate kind of thing and uh it broke my helmet in two so if i hadn't been wearing a helmet i'd be dead right now um but to continue the gruesome story okay let's keep it going (laughs) i got stitches and uh 10 days later we were leaving for europe to go on tour to play festivals and such Mm -hmm. 
I asked the doctor, I must be a hundred times, man, you take these stitches out. Is this going to stay closed? Do I need to not do this trip or something? Yeah. And uh, it should be fine. Yeah. It wasn't fine. Should be. Yeah. I got over, I got over to Europe and that, and the thing started opening. And so I'm walking around with like, you know, hole on my leg. It's like an inch deep playing shows, sweating with this. So finally I went to like some German doctor over there at a pharmacy and, and told the receptionist person one look at me, he goes, I got heard you had an accident on the motorway. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And um, he took a look at it and he's just like, here's some antiseptic, here's some like, packing stuff. He's like, uh-huh. put here, pack it. He's like, leave that, replace that every day. And then when you get home, go to a burn and wound clinic, have them burn all that good heels from the bottom. So that's what I had. So they, I get home and they had to like go back into open wound and burn it out. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't heal too clean. <laughs> but, uh, my wow. story. Good fodder for a death metal song. Yeah. I like it, dude. That I mean, I don't like it, but I like the story. Uh, dude, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it, man. The new Misery Index album again. It's called Complete Control. It's available now. Killer record. Congratulations on everything. Kill it tonight in Florida. Any final words for the Northwest audience today? Uh, yeah, man. For Misery Index, Complete Control's out. Go pick it up. And uh, hopefully in the very near future, we'll be making our way up to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.